Welcome back to the TNT B&B podcast. These episodes will involve two longtime friends watching a movie and then discussing it at length. So sit back, mix a drink, because you know we'll be drinking. And listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of the movie we watched. Here we go again. We have just recently passed the 20th anniversary of 9-11, so we figured uh, we might as well do a movie that is related to that. Well, and we lived through it. We were... Yeah, I, I think we'll do the movie and then kind of talk about yeah, our... Yeah, exactly. Our... <coughs> what we remember about it. So there are a couple that came out. There was... Uh, well, Nicholas Cage was a firefighter at the World. It might have been called World Trade Center. I don't oh, remember what yeah, it was I know, called. Yeah, that's what it was called. World Trades. Yeah. I never saw that, and I never saw this one either. But the movie that we did was United ninety three. This came out in two thousand and six. It's an IMDb of seven point six, a Metascore of ninety, and a Rotten Tomato score of ninety percent Tomato Meter, eighty three percent audience. It had a budget of $15 million domestically, $31,483,450. Worldwide, $76,700,659. It was written and directed by Paul Greengrass. All right. So, um, yeah, we're drinking a screwball. Um, it's a peanut butter whiskey. It's 70 proof. Um, it's just great on the rocks. Um, recommend it. It's a new staple around here. Um, it's a recommendation by both of us for sure. Yeah, it's it's good. It's smooth. So we'll be getting more. But, yeah, on to the movie. Yeah. This is the first time I watched it. You said you've seen it before? Yeah, it was one of those... On show, like one of those movie channels that I was kind of interested in. And I remember, I don't know if I saw it from the beginning. I may have, but yeah, I remember the gist of it and what happened. And well, I mean, yeah, it's it is know what what, what happened. Yeah, yeah, but I remember like the plot that they went with, like with the movie. And I don't know if it was. I mean, I was probably it's. I know it's based on, but I don't think it's all factual. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no way to know exactly how things went on the plane, I suppose. I mean, the one thing I do have to say where I think they did a little bit of studies is, I don't know if you've seen some of the pi real pictures of the people who were on the plane. They actually had very similar um to the people on the plane in the movie. Well, that's something I, I liked about this movie and about true story movies and like doc not documentaries but based on a true story yeah they didn't have an a-list actor no because say i don't know you cast matt damon as one of the passengers that's the you're gonna be upset heroes. that he died no not only that but it's gonna distract you it's like oh that's matt damon where that's true you didn't know i'm and i was in the trivia a lot of the people working in like the towers mm -hmm. were actual people working on. They weren't actors. They were people who worked on 9/11 doing that job. Really? Yeah, that's really cool. I, I like that a lot as well. 
But yeah, like that's one thing I did notice. Like when they when we watched the thing on YouTube, like uh, twenty years after, and they had the memorial for the, um, United ninety three. Mm-hmm. Um, the pictures I saw, like they looked very. They look very similar to the actors or actresses that were on the plane. Like that older lady that was taking her pills. Yeah. She had the same resemblance to the lady that they showed a picture to. And uh, the, I don't know who, the production company that made this movie donated a percentage of the opening, <coughs> of the opening box office to that memorial. Oh, really? They ended up giving like $1.5 I think it said. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And another thing that I really liked about this movie is, and it's tough to do with based on a true story movies, is because you know how it ends. Oh, yeah. It's going to go to the ground. The fact that they were still able to effectively build tension in Mm -hmm. the movie, even you know how it ends. But I was still like kind of on the edge of my seat. Like, well, you had the one kid that you could tell he was the younger terrorist out of all of them um but he was like anxious like we need to do this now we need to do this now yeah. and like he's like wait wait and i think that's why he wanted to wait because he probably knew that they could fight back and they're so far away from their target that there's four of them five of them maybe I with a fake bomb with the fake bomb like and they got an hour to their freaking destination like the closer but, we wait, I, well, they were flying away from their destination. They yeah. left Newark going to San That's Francisco. Right. Yeah, then they had to turn around from Cleveland. And- yeah, so they, I mean, presumably, had they have gone earlier, it might have happened. That's true. That, and the fact that they had to wait to take off, they had mm-hmm. to wait like a half hour, forty minutes before they could actually take off. That could have affected things greatly, also. Yeah, that's why they're getting all. Because like, oh at oh that shit. point, they probably would have hit around the same time the World Trade Center planes hit. Also. Oh, yeah. They, so were, they were they were probably designed to all happen at the same time or very close to each other. Yeah. that. So that could have thrown off their plan. And that's why the one guy was flustered. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't know. I I wondered also if they were kind of like that because they're like, oh sure, they're gonna cancel the flight. Is this already happened? Like, yeah, that, that why that we're so backed th- up that we're so delayed. Like we're stuck in this plane. Like, that would probably have been a thought for them too. Like if they were still on the ground once they realized what was going on, they wouldn't have taken off. No, they would have canceled all. Yeah. Well, you said they're in Newark, right? They were in Newark. Yeah. Newark. They yeah. left Newark going to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But. And I didn't really realize this until watching this movie that we only had United States only had four planes, yeah, to monitor the whole eastern seaboard at the time. Two of which were unarmed. Yeah, like that. That is kind of shocking. Yeah, to say the least. Well, that's why they bumped up security after. Well, after the fact, for sure. But even at that moment, like, yeah, like. Um, I'll say the deaths before, but or not, not altogether. But for the planes, for the, all four planes, it was two hundred sixty pe- two hundred sixty five people that died on the four planes, 
including the terrorists. I think they said there were 40 passengers and crew on 93. Um, I'm just kind of went with 9-11 death count. Okay, I'll just yeah. say right now. Like, I just I thought they mentioned that. In the they, yeah, but 2,977 people were killed during September 11 attacks. 19 hijackers committed murder-suicide, and more than 6,000 others were injured. Um, <clears throat> but the media deaths include 265 on the four planes, including the terrorists, 2,606 in the World Trade Center and the surrounding areas, and 125 at the Pentagon. Oh. <coughs> yeah, I mean, that doesn't even account for... All the people getting cancer and shit from the cleanup, mm. which John Stewart has been fervently fighting for, but like the chemicals they used, just from the building, apparently, like there. I don't know. I don't know that story all that well, but I know John Stewart went before Congress and well, the bu- essentially ripped him a new one for not taking care of these people, like fire departments and. Well, Gosh. you're talking because the World Trade Center was built in seven, the early 70s. So that has probably a lot of, yeah, that's when all the, they used a lot of bad materials. Yeah, yeah. And so. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. yeah I mean, I like how this movie is about. United 93, but it kind of shows you also what's going on. It well, they do it by time, like like 8 o'clock. Like, um, you know, everybody's getting on the planes, taking off, and then they're following um, American 11, American Airlines 11. Yeah. And then they lost track of that. And then when it smashed in the World Trade Center, like small plane, that's not a small plane. That's look at that big. hole. That's not a small. Plane. And then they kind of figure, oh, that's American Airlines uh, eleven. And then they finally find American Airlines eleven. Well, who the fuck was that? Yeah. And American Airlines eleven is the one that smashed in the Pentagon. Yeah. But yeah, like all those, it just it. The end is all about United 93, but the beginning is all about how they got to the way they're at. It does a good job of representing the events in the order that they happened. Yes. For sure. But keeping the focus on 93. Mm-hmm. And it, it did a good job of showing the absolute chaos behind the scenes. Like, nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Mm-mm. And there's well and they did not know like the uh airline traffic people they did not know uh, anything hit the world trade center until cnn reported it and they're like oh put cnn on that screen now yeah that's right and that's when they said that's no small plane that's a fucking big and so yeah yeah like the the military liaison for wherever the main hub was didn't i mean he was fucking useless yeah and the fact that the guy who he was kind of the main guy in that main office. Oh yeah, he uh, he was the one who called for the grounding of all flights. We're not taking. That was his first day on that job. Oh really? Yeah, that's why when he came in the office, everybody, everybody was, was clapping a, and shit. Oh, that was his first day in that position. And I'd probably quit. <laughs> right. 
I guess you go on your first day with your worst day. Worst day, day yeah. I, I mean, it's it can't get, get any worse it's from that. It's going to only get better. <laughs> right. But, dude, that's insane. Yeah, hell of a way to start off that job. Yeah, I'd say so. But Greengrass has a very dist- very unique style of filming. Like, he does all those quick kind of jerky cuts. Like, the he did the last two Borns. Oh, okay. So it has that kind of same like action, jerky, quick cut style yeah. to it. You know what I mean? Point POV or whatever. They... Not necessarily point of view, but it's just it's very shaky and it's very quick cutting. Okay. Yeah, I I like that. I yeah, I don't. A lot of people find it gets them queasy, especially watching it in theaters. But I never had an issue with it. No, it takes a lot for me to get queasy. Like the VR sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's what hour fifty? Yeah, hour fifty. Quick. It's pretty quick. I mean, to be honest, it's a movie that you can't really talk a whole lot about because, I mean, it's very simple to the point kind of movie. Like you have um, the people on the ground for the airline traffic people, the military people. Everybody phone calling each other, and they all don't know what the yeah, fuck is going on. Yeah, it's a big old circle, circle jerk of and, nobody knows shit. And then you got the people on United who finally just united with all of each other on the plane. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's nice like get that. all the sharp objects you can, and we're going to battle these motherfuckers. And they find out one guy's like, well, I drove a plane, but not like this. But I figure it out. And... That's when they started just marching after the motherfuckers. And it is an interesting thought to put yourself into that position. Like, you know, you're going to die one way or another. Yeah. Do you have it in you to. Oh, I would. I'd love to fight. I mean, yeah, I'd like to think that too. But you never know until you're put in that situation. That's very true. Like, so the fact that they were able to act. Knowing that they were going to die, I think is honorable in and of itself. See, what I would have done is got to like the, the little safety area, strap myself in, and open that motherfucking door and suck all them out. <laughs> this isn't Avengers, dude. Just fucking <laughs> <laughs> suck them all out and then shut the door and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't they have parachutes in those bitches? I don't think so. Well, they have those life jackets. Devices. Yeah, just <laughs> turn those on. Let's go. Was this PG-13 or R? Probably PG-13. It was R. It was I do remember hearing a few F-bombs. And the attacks were pretty brutal. Yeah, they were. Like that guy getting beaten with the goddamn um, fire extinguisher. Yeah. They slit the one guy's throat and just stab both the pilots. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. Um. And that's another thing to think about, too, is being in that position and then having to call your loved ones and saying that I'm not making it out of this. Yeah. Like that, I mean, at one point, if you think about it that way, like not many people know they're gonna die, so at least you get to say goodbye to your loved ones. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean there's the hindsight there a little I guess, bit. But I mean, you die in a car accident, you don't know that's gonna happen. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, you got to look at the the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But no, it's pretty crazy movie. Um, you know, you just, like you said, you just start getting into it. It's like, kill that motherfucker and lift <laughs> that fucking thing up. You can do this. Let's yeah. get this plane up. Like, A, they should have had a better plan when they got in there. Instead of, like, they should have had somebody, in, like, choke holding them and somebody pulling the fucking well, thing Well, I think up. at I the point when they started to break down the door the pilot just kind of went into a nosedive and said we're not gonna make it let's just go down now at least that's what it looked like I yeah and that in the, like the pilot that was in the back says well, if they're too low we can't save it like yeah so yeah if only they were going somewhere that had water could land it like sully <laughs> yeah maybe But, yeah, I mean, um, I don't think there's... I was reading the trivia, and apparently at the premiere, they brought a lot of the surviving family members from people who died. That's really cool. Yeah. I bet it's hard for them to watch a movie like this, though. Oh, I would imagine, yeah. I mean... But they also... the. Um, the people making the film worked with the surviving family members as to what kind of books they would read, what kind of clothes they would wear, what kind of music they would listen to, like all of that. They got the family input on. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were involved, I think, is kind of cool. Like This is interesting trivia. The actors who played the hijackers and the actors who played the passengers and crew were kept in separate hotels during filming. And so they would have that um, fear and hostile. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, The initial screen ended with the closing line, America's war on terror had begun. In the re- release version, it was replaced with dedicated to the memories of those. Yeah, I think that's a better... Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad, right? I won't lie. Um, it had two Oscar noms. Did it? It's not, Greengrass was nominated for directing, and it was nominated for film editing. Hmm. So we talked about this. They were supposed to depart at 8 a.m., but they didn't depart till 8.41 a.m. Right. That's when they were taxiing, waiting for their turn. Mm-hmm. That could have that really that changed out. everything. Yeah, that's what fucked that whole thing up. If there was not that delay, we would have had another attack. Very likely. And Greengrass... He directed another movie based on a true story. I gotta find it. Twenty two July, which is based on Norway's worst terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie for the year in review, and that one was fucking wild. Cause that one I didn't really know anything about. Yeah. So watching it and. Kind of learning about what happened. It's just some like gunman just 
killed like 72 people or something. And it goes to the attack, the survival of the people, and then like his trial. Okay. So it's like a whole thing. And it, it's a fascinating movie. It was great. Um, See, I just read this in the uh, goofs, and I wanted to say something about this too because that's where I got a little confused when I watched this movie. Is at the beginning when the guy went to go out of the plane to check the fuel and do all that. Yeah. It was not a Boeing 757 that showed. It was a smaller plane. Was that? Yeah. Like when I saw that plane, that's where I was confused. It's like a private jet that they showed. It's not a Boeing 757. So that's where, like, well, it's a pretty small plane going from here to fucking San Fran or wherever the fuck. And then I started really thinking, and I saw that. I was like, okay, that's where they goofed up. They didn't show the right plane. It could have been something where they had the 757 for X amount of days, and then they realized they needed an exterior shot and then just use what they could get their hands yeah. on. But making a film like this, you'd think that American Airlines would be like, oh, no problem. You can reshoot that real quick. We have an extra plane. Well, I was United. There. Or United, whatever. Yeah. We have an extra plane that we can't fly because it's broken down <coughs> over there. You can just film that real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, yeah, you never know, but it's just a goof. And I noticed that. That's where I was like, what the fuck? And then they show the inside. I'm like, how the fuck is this a three-seater when that was definitely not a three-seater from what I saw outside? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a great movie. Very, you know, factual of, you know, like. It seemed to be from, I mean, I'm not all that well read on. I'm not either, but we watched a documentary yesterday. We watched United 93 today. We watched that YouTube thing. I've watched a lot of different documentaries about this over the years on History Channel and stuff like that. And, you know, for them to actually use airline traffickers like that were in that situation, they knew what they were saying. They knew what they were doing. Like, yeah. so, I mean, you can't take what happened in the plane factual because nobody knows what happened in the plane. I mean, you can hear it on the, the box if they required if they got that. Well, I thought the black box is only recording the the uh, cabin. I thought. I don't think it records the whole airplane. Oh. I think it's just what happens in the cockpit. Okay, because I thought it would put everything. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, they could take it from the stories that a were told over the phones to their families. You never know. They they don't need to explain that because. What they showed was actually what we know. They battled. We don't know how they battled, but at least they chose. You know where I'm going with this. Like yeah, at least yeah. they chose a battle that was very what I could see as real. Definitely. So, and like watching, like when they're with the air traffic control people and they're looking at their fucking. I can't tell what the fuck's going on on that goddamn thing. Oh, no. Like, I'm just like, uh, I'm looking. Like, in my head, I was like, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, can I do that for a living? <laughs> yeah. And I start looking at that, I was like, I'd fuck that up. That plane would probably hit that plane. I don't know. And that's, that's another crazy thing. The fucking, 
the military could not get clearance to get one of their planes because there was so much air traffic over New York City. Like, yeah. How many planes are in the air at any given time? What did they say? Oh, four thousand. Yeah. But between four and forty or four thousand forty five hundred. Yeah. Like that's nuts. But yeah, I do like. I think there is an average of nine thousand seven hundred twenty-eight planes carrying one point three million passengers sky at any given time. Yeah, but I'm sure it was less than that in two thousand one. Yeah, this so, was updated I mean, December eighth, twenty twenty. Yeah. So I mean, just it's amazing that people have been able to figure out traffic for planes and shit like that like yeah that's it's it's wild i mean there was one point in my life i kind of wanted to figure out how to fly a motherfucking plane but again i don't think that's safe i'm not even a good driver in general <laughs> so i think at this point it's best to go the burr way and learn how to fly helicopters oh yeah <laughs> i could probably fly one of those bitches but but yeah, I mean, it's crazy with how they can control that, know where their flights are, and to me, like, from the beginning of watching this, like, isn't it a huge red flag if you can't get a hold of a plane for at least, like, 10 minutes? Like, you think the driver, like, if there's any kind of issue, like turbulence or stuff like that, yeah, they won't respond right away. But if it takes, like, 10, 15 minutes and they have not gotten to you, yeah. You would think, like, okay, we need to um, send somebody over there to, like, look through the windows. I don't know. Like, yeah. I've... You would have to think, like, this is not normal. Like, like I said, normal five, ten minutes of turbulence. Okay, no big deal. Yeah, we're fine. Just a little turbulence. Especially when the plane starts, like, changing elevation and shit. Yeah. And. Turbulence is not a thing over in New York and shit. How you get into over the mountains, like if you get over to Tennessee or into like a thunderstorm, which they said at the beginning, like, oh, it's a clear day. It's going to be a good day. Right. So that's another thing. Like, <laughs> when do you throw out a red flag? Like, if somebody does not get a hold of them, like, hey, well, I mean, I was a, I think it was in the documentary watch yesterday. There was that one flight that, wasn't fucking responding and they sent fighter jets after and they asked for clearance to shoot it down and it land it was fine but they were like was that last night yeah that was last night that was on um no that was tonight wasn't on the movie Uh, no because they talked about how the flight landed yeah it was yesterday yeah what was the name of that documentary? It's like 9-11 from the Heartland or something. Okay, or yeah. So- or Sounds from the Heartland. It's a Smitho- Smithsonian. Smithsonian. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I don't know. This is a big turn point in our lives that I live in besides recent events. Maybe the 95 O.J. Simpson. I mean, yeah, if you think about just 
country stopping events. There's this one. I mean, you could argue the Atlanta bombing for the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Uh, Columbine. Yeah. Um, the Ohio. OJ. Ohio. Um, Bowling Green. Was that in our lifetime? Yeah. That Kent. No. Well, I'm thinking of Kent State. That was in the seventies. The Bowling Green. There's been a few shootings like that. Yeah. But Columbine um, was really the first. OJ stopped our lives. Like in fifth OJ, grade, I remember yeah. watching the the chase as a fifth grader. Like I don't know how that was. Well, the chase happened in the summer. We watched the trial. Okay, it was grade. the trial. That's yeah. what it was. Okay, because I saw when did it happen in July. It was in July because yeah, it was during the NBA finals. Yeah. So okay, that's what happened. But yeah, that was one. I mean, thank you, fucking Kardashians. But yeah, I mean, do we rate the movie and then go into what we remember? I give this movie an eight, eight and a half. I mean, somewhere in those range. Like to me, it's very. To me, I rate it that high because again, I lived through that. Like I watched those planes go down. I remember seeing all the planes go down, and that's just a very scary thing to see as a. I think it was 16. We were juniors. Yeah, I was 16 years old. I just had a car because I had to drive away from school because they were trying to keep us there. But, yeah. No, um, they weren't trying to keep us there. Some of them were. I mean, we went to school. But oh, I went to school, and then they wanted us to stay there, but I left. Oh. No, I wasn't going to stay there for that shit. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, I'd be like right around an eight two, is eight point two. I yeah. could I could see myself watching this every September eleventh kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's you know, it's a good flick. Um, it's like the fifth of November. I V for Vendetta. Like you know, you know it's uh, one of those like you got to watch every year. So like I'd start like, or what we should do is next year, watch the world trade. Center oh, well, that's what I was going to say. We could rotate. watch, we could do a whole day of nine 11 movies and documentaries and come and talk about them more. Like, you know? Yeah. I would like to be more well versed on the events and how it happened and all yeah. that shit. I'm just not. Yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I would give about the same review. It's a great movie. Definitely check it out. Um, I really uh, like Paul Greengrass. So, yeah, he does a good shot, uh, like shooting. But yeah, I mean, uh, so nine eleven for you. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. First hour, I I don't remember what class it was, but second hour I had math in the annex, like the building mm-hmm. across the street. And as we're walking across the class, I heard people talking about something happening. And we got into class, and I don't remember what teacher it was. Ragma? No. It was... Uh, 
Bryson. Mm. She had the TV on, and that's when you started to realize what the fuck was happening. And, yeah, my, my dad was actually traveling. Yeah, I remember like, you. He was going... I don't know if he was flying. I think he flew from Traverse because he was going to Florida. So I think he was flying from Traverse to Detroit to Atlanta to wherever he was yeah. going. And so he got grounded in Detroit. And I have we, I have an uncle who lives down there, so he stayed with them. Because I remember my dad telling me, like, at the airport, once they shut everything down, people are losing their shit. People are running a car saying, I am going to Oklahoma. Anybody on the way can come with me. Or I'm heading all the way to Nashville. If you're going to Ohio, hop in. I'll drop you off where you need to go. Because, I mean, they ran out of rental cars. Yeah. I mean, people were staying at the airport for like two days. Because they had nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah, there's nowhere to go. Like They don't have friends or family in the area. They're fucking stuck and. Hotels are probably booked, or if they don't have the money, they can't do it. And So my dad was lucky enough that we had family down there, so he ended up staying with them for like two or three days before he could get back and with his luggage and all that. My sister, I mean, I had a pretty good idea because my dad's flight left at 9.30 from Travers. He wasn't in one of the planes that hit in New York. Yeah. Because the timing just didn't fit. I was old enough to realize that. But my sister was 11. So (laughs) she sees on TV that planes are crashing into buildings, and she doesn't think that it's other planes. She just thinks, oh, my God, my dad just died. Yeah. So she's losing her shit. And the school had to call my mom and get her and all that. But I remember... Sitting at the lunch table, and the lunchroom was just silent, just watching the TV. And we're sitting at the table talking about, all right, we're going to war, obviously. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for us? Where is there going to be a draft? Is there, like, are we going, like, is this going I knew to be I a could thing? not do it because I, um, I have, well, multiple issues. Well, when it gets to the point of a draft, it doesn't matter. They just need bodies. That's true. But, I mean, it was just all the uncertainty. Nobody knew. If I remember correctly, nobody really claimed... uh, What's the word? Nobody claimed responsibility. Okay. Right away. So, I mean, we didn't even know... We didn't know where it was coming from. We didn't. Well, know. we saw the marches on that day, like uh, Afghanistan burning our flags, and yeah, that was hap- that was happening all over the Middle East, though. Yeah, so I mean, you that gotta... was just that. There were people that were happy, for sure. But that doesn't necessarily mean responsibility. No. But yeah, and I mean, at that point, school was. You're just going through the motions with the TV on. Except I had radio in like fourth or fifth hour or something. And the bitch was like, yeah, we're, this is any other day. We're not, we're not having the TV on. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. You're, you're normal yeah. class. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. 
This is history. Like, yeah. We need to watch this. This is crazy. And see, for me, I was in English class. And I don't know how it happened, but my teacher found out. I mean, this is before internet. I, th- well, I don't think teachers had internet back then in the, the classroom. Maybe they did. I don't remember. Yeah, but if you're not on the But, like, literally, like, she put it on, and we saw the planes crash right in at, like, 840-something. And we watched it happen. And I'll never forget it. I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't think I saw and the planes go in, but I saw the towers collapse. And so I finished out English class. It was, like, 9-something. And then right as I was walking out, I saw the second plane hit. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm going home. I don't give a fuck. I'm if I'm gonna be someplace, I'm going home. So like, I literally just start walking through the cafeteria out to my car and stuff. And um, somebody was giving me shit. I'm like, you know who my dad is. You can fucking call him. I'm like, I'm literally going home right now. And I got my car, went home. And my stepdad worked from home at the time, and he canceled all of his appointments. And we just sat there all day and watched the news together. Man, there's nothing else you can do. It's like, fuck. Yeah, like, I'm like, and my mom, my whole family's now upset. Like, I expected you to be home if you weren't comfortable. Like, why would you be? Want to, why would you want to be in school? That's all you're going to be doing is sitting there with, you know, watching yeah. it. Like, might as well be home watching it. But, yeah, I was... Very much like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, it was, it was fucking crazy, man. Like, it's our first attack on American soil in, what, 100 years? I mean, foreign, yeah. Well, no, no Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, there we go. That was in 41, I think. Yeah, so in 50 years. 60 years. So, in six years, like, this is, like, lifetime history events going on right now. Yeah. And that's where, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. And I, I remember on the documentary we watched, they're talking about gas prices. Yeah. My mom had to go, because Brenda was sick as a dog, and my mom had to go check on her. And as she left, she's like, go fill up the car right now. Because the shell at the end of the street was backed up, and it was like was three dollars a gallon at that point. Yeah, they were gouging the shit out of it. I was in that line at Shell. Um, I was too. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because gas was like a dollar fifty, dollar sixty at that point, and it was at that moment it was like three fifty. And I never kept, I kept my car at quarter tank or half tank and I never went to full because I was broke as fuck. Yep. And so I was pretty low when I went up and I was like, God damn it. Yeah. But. <laughs> and I mean, afterwards, like in the days and weeks after, I'm. Like the brother said on the news thing we watched, like the country had never been more united. Yeah. At that moment. And now we're fucked. 
Oh, right now and where we're at in 2021? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the difference about now and then is, like, we are literally... I mean, I don't mean, like, we need something to get us back together. I mean, not like what happened 9 11. Yeah, I, I, know, I know what you mean. But we need a come together because we got civil war coming, baby. And there, I mean, a lot of people reacted poorly to this with, I mean, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know what the best way to describe it is, but a lot of pushback against Muslims of any <coughs> kind after the fact, which, yeah, people which, were which was which was unwarranted. No, but. because they're they're Americans too. Like it's they they came to America to get away from that shit. I mean, yeah. I, I understand that maybe one out of a hundred thousand might be a terrorist, but guess what? I'm like, there was also that American who was also a, a terrorist and who was stuff like that. If you remember yep. that guy, yep. like that guy was like American. He grew up, he was born in America and then ended up out there and became a terrorist. Yeah. And that was, that was the problem was, there, I mean, it wasn't everybody, but it was pretty pronounced with some people that you're a Muslim, fuck you. Yeah, Which, that's just not right. That, yeah, that was. And, I mean, there's some other shit that happened. Yeah, I mean, and that's just not right whatsoever. Like, there is so much going on in this world today and back then where there's a lot of issues like just everybody love everybody <laughs> that's all i ask everybody love everybody i mean i i know there's karens out there and the movie looked fucking terrible by the way what the karen movie oh god it looks so fucking bad I know, but I kind of want to watch it. But, yeah. I I do remember, because sports were stopped for a while, but there were some iconic moments with when the NFL started back up, all the players coming out with American flags, the entire crowd chanting USA and all that shit. Mm-hmm. The big one that I remember was George W. Bush. I mean, say what you will about him now. But he went out. To, I don't know if it was in Yankee Stadium or Shea. But he went out and threw the first opening pitch and threw a perfect fucking strike. Yeah. That was that was a cool moment. That was really time. cool. But, yeah. I, uh, 9-11, man. So much. I mean... That was the years of gas prices going up, like, when we were 16, 17. No. When I first got my license, so I was 16 when this happened, but it was um, seven months after I got my yeah, license. Yeah, I was about to turn 17. Yeah. I was paying a dollar ninety-eight 
a gallon, I think. Dollar ninety two. It just... was cheaper than that. I, I remember Was it? Was it yeah. like ninety eight cents? Or... No, I think when I got my license it was like a dollar thirty five. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't think it was the first time I ever paid for gas. Yeah. But then it shot like after that moment of life it's been at the I mean that moment I mean it's kind of shaped I mean being the twentieth anniversary. We just pulled out of Afghanistan. Yeah. And I mean we won't go into all of that bullshit, but I mean that's that twenty years. That mm-hmm. we were there because of a moment I don't know well. if it was directly uh started by this, but it was this that kind of got us to go into the Middle East in the first place. Well, um, at the rate that we I did. mean, I don't mean to go into political talk, or I don't think this is political talk. This is even just fucking real life. But that 20 years we were there, we've been able to calm the Middle East and not have more political or more terrorist attacks on American soil. So now that we pull out and we leave a billion dollars worth of weapons... Yeah, the next couple of months could be like that's just in my head. Like you do the math as a Americans, like they were there protecting from anything happening to us on our soil, and now that we pulled that out, we are unprotected. We are not wearing a condom anymore. It's a bit more complicated than that, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, like that's kind of the gist I got out of this. You know, a few different things I've read. Yeah. Um but yeah. I didn't know there was a a memorial where the ninety three went down. I know that'd be fun to go to. Not fun, but you know, like Yeah, be, like going to the cool. Vietnam Memorial or any one well, of Well, I've been wanting to drive like I was thinking this year for spring break I might think it'd be fun to drive to the North Carolina is like you know maybe stop by the do a little Pennsylvania tour around yeah. I don't know I'm sure there's something we can do no doubt but yeah we'll cruise the east coast would be fun Yeah, would you say just under three thousand died that day? Um, it was yeah, just under three thousand. It was two thousand nine hundred and something. Oh. Wait, maybe. Two thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven. So yeah, just twenty-three shy of three thousand. But yeah, two sixty five were on the planes, including the terrorists. Six thousands were injured. But yeah, two thousand six hundred and six were the World Trade Center and the surrounding areas. Damn, that's fucked. I know, man. Like that's what I said to you, like and they made that at the end and like clear, like the President Bush basically said, Shoot this fucking plane down if it you know, That's right, and they said no. <clears throat> or they wouldn't relay the orders. But you think about it. It is 
to me, I'm like, if they could have shot down those planes before it hit the World Trade Center, like, yeah, you're killing American civilians, but you also saved 2,606 people. Yeah, that's not a call I want to be the person to make, though. Oh, no. Fuck no. (laughs) That's why I would never want to be a president. I mean... Yeah, there's tough calls you have to make in your personal life, but that's one call. That's a call that affects your personal life, not... Well, yeah, either call you do, or you're going to get bitched out at, like, oh, you didn't shoot them down? Like, you shot my Aunt Betty down in her yeah. plane. Like, it's, it's, it's really a lose-lose scenario. Mm-hmm. Like, you just gave up your fucking next term as president if you shoot down that plane. But, you know, all right, you'd made the right decision instead of killing 2,600 people. But it's a decision nobody wants to make in their lives. Yeah, it's... Goddamn. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you just never thought could happen. And then... Yeah. It happens. And that completely changed how we do air travel. I mean... That day changed fucking everything. Exactly. Wild. Yeah, good days, man. Well, not necessarily good day. No, bad day. (laughs) But, I mean, fuck. I just keep going back to those shots like the documentary we saw you know like the building collapsing and that was a pretty interesting documentary because your the documentary was essentially local news programs exactly covering (coughs) what's happening and you got the broad scope what happened before their day of before the towers like west Nile virus was a thing back (laughs) in 01 um, not just throwing it out there, just, you know, just One ponder. of the broadcasts was doing, what would happen if a train hit your car going yeah. 60 miles an hour? So they put a news van out there and yeah. just fucking smashed it. Like, you know, and then the news broke out. And it was interesting because every, they, there was one from Minnesota, one from Cleveland, one from L.A., kind of just all over the country. And everybody had a different emotional reaction almost. Mm-hmm. Like, one guy's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happening. Is this real? One guy was like, we're going to war. We need to find out who this was and take them out. Like, just the dichotomy of the way they were talking about it on the air. Yeah. It was fucking interesting. But, yeah, it was very cool to, like, listen to the different news, like, before what happened, like in all these local, different, small towns, like this is what's yeah. going on. <coughs> but um, then all the news break down about smashing the towers, and there are different shots or different views on each different news channel. And it was like Chicago, Cleveland. There's the angry guy was Minnesota, in L.A. L.A. The guy calling for war was in L.A. But yeah, there's nothing from Michigan, which I was kind of I was thinking Detroit possibly. Yeah, but. I mean, because they said it was like 
audio from the Heartland or whatever the mm-hmm. title was. I think there was one in Iowa. Yeah. But yeah, they were kind of all over there. Arizona, they showed like the church and they were just kind of cut in with some news stories of, of the fact. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was very good like just different ways the news are taken in different areas and you know, it shows like a lot of like kids that were our age in like schools and stuff like just just watching them watching them just you know, I was never emotional during it. I was just very, like, very much, like, pissed. Like, what the fuck? Like, it was more of a shock. Shock. Than I, was, I was a shock pissed. Like, I was just kind of like, like how, that one guy in the news. Like, we got to take care of these motherfuckers. Like, let's yeah, drop well. some grenades and call it a day. And I did find there was I didn't talk about it in the movie, but there's an interesting shot at the end when they're getting ready to attack, and they're uh, reciting the Lord's prayer or whatever, uh, yeah. bless me, whatever, and then they keep cutting back and forth between them praying and the terrorists playing praying, and it's just that weird religious dichotomy there also. Yeah, yeah just. I thought it was an interesting way to shoot it. Yeah, overall, like I said, um, between the documentary we watch, United 93, like, the YouTube, like, and all the stuff I've seen in the last 20 years, like, you know, some are very political, some are very, you know, you can't and, t- you can't take it like as a belief because it's very one sided or and stuff like that. There are a lot of conspiracy theories out there too about nine eleven, mm-hmm. which, like I said, I am not very well read on it. So yeah, I'm I would either. like to to kind of figure out what is bullshit and what's actually yeah what happened. Well, there's those anti government people that said it was like fucking. Um, it was like FedEx planes or whatever that flew into the fucking thing. I don't well, know. There was a theory that it was an inside job that a, the building wouldn't implode that way. Yeah. Like there was. I don't know. I I'm not. I don't. I don't. Structural structural engineer. I'm not. Uh, yeah. I'm not one of them. I, I, I don't can't break that think down. it was a fucking inside government job. But like I said, I'm not very well read on it. So I, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be. I'd, we should delve more into this because, I mean, it's history. Yeah. But we should come up with our own history TNT. Like write our own history or no, like, do our act do like, actual history. Like we'll just do history documentaries. Like we'll choose an event that happened that month or something. We'll just talk about it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be yeah. down for that. I love fucking history. I do too. But was my most. History was my most interesting subject that I actually enjoyed. Um, yeah, I hated the rest. <laughs> right. Like, history is me, like, and that's... You can edit if you want, but... Um, that is where I get pissed off with the 
world that we ha- live in today is like the, the history books <laughs> that they're teaching yeah. in classes and stuff like that. Like not only that, but can you can you not see that history is literally repeating itself right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, you're 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 not teaching what actually happened in the world today. Like it's yeah, it's wrong. Everything that happened in our past is not right. And I will accept that right now. But I think everybody needs to know that it's happened, yeah. and we just can't take it away. Yeah. It, you can't whitewash what has happened. Or not whitewash, but... You can't cover up history, or you'll never learn from it. Yeah. So that's where... Yeah, that's where uh, you can't take away our history. This is where the uh, how America began. This is what, how, what America is. And that is what I want everybody to start learning is that is where we are at today is because of what has happened in our fucking world. And you can't – nobody agrees with it. No. And you can't agree with it, but – you gotta accept it, and that's where my that's my motto of the night. All right, yeah, I mean, this is a good movie. It's a fucking wild twenty years since the events happened. God knows what's next. It's yeah. not gonna be good. <laughs> so yeah i mean i uh i, I think we're good i think we're good still um, loving this shit fucker i stopped making that fucking joke on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> um yeah we, we'll be back with well we got horror coming up here soon we got clint eastwood will be the next one that's posting But yeah, um, good times. Awesome. Peace out. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze and and bullshit. Bullshit.